Hey guys, we are here today with another episode of Women Who Thrive, and we're here with Kat. I'm so excited that she's here because she does our blogging here on the Thrive website. So you will have read a lot of her work, and so I'm excited to dive in and ask her some questions about her process, about her business, and about the women in her life that have been really inspiring to her. So Kat, welcome. Thank you. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my full name is Katarina. Last name is Alaupovich. Um, I know it's kind of difficult to pronounce, so I will forgive you all if you can't say it back. <laughs> um, but I run two different businesses. The first is Ruby Media, which is a digital media company that's all about promoting female camaraderie, uh, supporting sisterhood, and inspiring women to make a difference in the world. And the second is Redefined Communications, and we offer uh, ghostwriting and blogging services for women women in leadership and purpose-driven businesses. That's awesome. And I'm really excited that you told me how to say your last name because I never asked you, and now I know. Yes. yes. Now I know, because that was easy. tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For real. So where are you from? Uh, originally? Uh-huh. Croatia. Okay, perfect. Yeah, my whole family's from there. I was three when we moved here to the U.S. Okay. So, so where did you grow up here in the U.S.? Uh, in the valley, so like Chandler, Tempe area. Awesome. Yeah, so you are really valley. familiar with like the local scene here in Gilbert where we're at. So that's awesome. Yes. I feel like there's a lot of people that I meet in my day-to-day -day life. Very rarely are they like native to Arizona. And you're not like native native, but you're native enough. Like moving here at three. That's yeah. like, I feel like you've gone to high school here. You're a native. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay, perfect. And so in Redefined Communications, how did you get started with that? Um, that was actually my first business, so I have a background in public relations and marketing, and I worked in-house at a few different places, and um, worked for a PR agency here in the Valley for not very long, um, because I realized that I was not so good at the PR and was much better at the writing, and so I decided to go out and become full-time freelance. That was... I don't even know how long ago that was, forever ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's uh, Redefined has been was my original LLC, my original business. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And who do you primarily work with? Um, I work with the majority of women business owners awesome. or women in leadership positions at larger organizations. Perfect. Um, I also work with, I have a couple of clients who are larger marketing, digital marketing agencies, mm -hmm. um, and then I... I subcontract with them. Awesome. And why did you choose that as your avatar specifically, as your ideal client to work with? Uh, because I love working with women. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love working with women. I love supporting women, and I love doing what I can to help other women achieve their personal and business goals. And I think there's like a level of understanding that comes with working uh, with women, and not to say that working with men is you don't get that working with men or anything like that, but I just, I don't know, it's just, it's a personal thing, I guess I feel more of a personal connection to yeah. women who are striking out on their own and wanting to do something different. Right, and I think, I feel like I get that a lot from people when I tell them, hey, what's your ideal client avatar, and they're like, anyone and everyone, and yeah. you're like, mm, it's not though, Yeah. <laughs> because if you're choosing, like if you get to be the one that's deciding what your business looks like, and you get to be the one that chooses who you work with, why wouldn't you choose the people that are going to light you up the most? You know, it just makes sense. And it's not like you're closing the door on anyone else and saying you can't come in. You're just stating out loud to the universe, send me more of these kind of people because they're my jam. Exactly. You know? And that's, I mean, it took me a long time to niche down in that way. Um, but that's also why I tagged on the purpose-driven businesses because right. there are many men that I have met who have a real mission and purpose and passion behind their business and I still I love working with 
them too. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, tell me more about the inception of Ruby. Oh man, where do I begin? So, um, when I went out and became a full-time freelance writer, I was doing a lot of editorial work. Mm. Um, in my previous life when I was young and cool and, you know, hip, I, um, <laughs> which are not old. Let's make it clear. It was like a year ago. I should say before I had responsibilities of motherhood. There you go. Um, I was a free, t I was a freelance travel writer actually. Oh. So I was doing a lot of travel writing and getting to travel different places and writing about my experiences. It was super fun and I loved it. Um, but the market, I was living in New York City at the time and the market is incredibly saturated. There's so much talent in New York and so many people want to be a travel writer. Yeah. Um, and at the time I think I was going through like a little bit of a personal change. I just wanted a little more substance to some of the the articles that I was writing and I wanted to break more into like women's lifestyle, women's issues. Mm. Um, and it was hard to do that. It, um, it was hard to do that because at the time a lot of magazines weren't covering the types of stories that I wanted to write. I'm happy to say that women's media has changed by leaps and bounds since then. Right. Um, but the opportunities just were not there because I didn't have the connections, honestly, um, for one reason. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, why don't I, create a space where I can write the type of things that I want to write about. Um, and I thought like that was just a thought that I sort of had bubbling in my head for months, to be honest. And then um, my husband, I would just like talk to him every once in a while about these ideas that I had. He's like, you should just start your own website. It's like, that's a great idea. Do you have money? He's like, no, do you have money? I was like, no, I don't. So, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah. um, and so I got the idea to do a Kickstarter campaign. And my husband works in video production, so he helped me produce the video for that uh, campaign. Yeah, it was great. Interviewed a bunch of women one day in Central Park. Um, you know, just the idea of Ruby and the mission and everything behind it just came to me very organically over the course of several months. That led up to the campaign, the Kickstarter campaign. Um, and yeah, we, we, I launched the campaign. The project was funded. We raised $15,000. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> Which is crazy to me because this is what I hear all the time. People shouldn't call it Kickstarter. They should call it Kick Ender because you should really be building an audience before you launch a Kickstarter totally. campaign. And yeah. so did you do that or did you organically build it as you launched the campaign and just prayed and it worked? Yep, the second one. Um, I mean, I was lucky because I had a network of friends and family and professional connections that were really excited by the idea. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and so they contributed, and I also had a social media, like, I did a lot of planning up front. I think this is where my PR and marketing background came in handy. Right. I created an entire marketing plan for it before I even launched the Kickstarter itself. Right. So we had, like, a social media campaign. I had an email campaign going, um, very grassroots, like, just sending all the information to my friends, asking asking them and making it easy for them to share it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was probably in the end a little bit of both, but definitely started with my personal network. Yeah, that's great. People really, I think, underestimate that. They don't realize the power of just, like, old style, knocking on doors, kissing babies, like, please, mm -hmm. will you share this to the people that care about you? Even if you don't think that they are the right fit, yeah. they might know someone that's the right fit. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, it, I've had a lot of, um, backers for the project whose names I didn't recognize, mm -hmm. um, but what ended up putting us over the threshold, I was I went to sleep the night before the campaign ended, and I think at that point I was like a few hundred dollars short, and Kickstarter is um, an all or nothing 
platform. Right. So either you reach your goal or you get no money. Right. Um, and it happened that my friends here, like I said, I was like living in New York at the time. It happened that a bunch of my friends here in Phoenix happened to be together that night at some sort of like event or something. Oh, crazy. And one of my friend's husband's uh, they were talking about the campaign. One of my friend's husbands looked it up. He's like, hey, she's like this many, do- like this many hundred dollars short. And they literally just like all between like the 10 of them or whatever contributed like the amount of money that we needed to like be pushed over That's the edge. Amazing. So and, yeah, it was. And I woke up the next morning to like your project has been funded. Yay. And it was, yeah. Oh my God, I got chills. That's so exciting. Yeah, it was really sweet. I love that. Okay, that's perfect. So how has it grown since then? Um, well, in a lot of ways. Um, we just like from a pure logistical planning standpoint, I mean, I have an editorial calendar that I follow, um, which is like amazing because I did not have that when I first started. <laughs> and um, I work with a number of different freelance writers to contribute content to the site that I pay. I'm mm-hmm. really happy to say like I paid the designer to design the site and the brand to build out the website. Amazing. I still pay my freelancers and I pay them what is actually uh, a very competitive rate for online media, mm-hmm. um, and that's all self-funded at this point. Um, so I'm I'm really proud of that, to be honest. That's awesome. And um, yeah, and then I have an experts program that I started, which are three uh, consists of three women who are um, actual like uh, professional experts in the topics that they cover. So like the freelance writers that I work with are professional journalists, professional writers. These right. women. One of them is does have a journalism background, but the other two um, don't have like quote unquote writing, uh, like professional writing backgrounds. But they're area, they're experts in their area, and I think it's important to have that balance because one hundred percent you have storytellers and you have actual people in the industry. Yes, Huge. and there it's an authoritative voice, and they're right. great at what they do, and they have really um, authentic perspectives. That That's amazing. Share. Yeah. So what are your, who is your target ideal reader? Um, well, our target reader um, are, is a woman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not that men can't read it. Um, between the ages of, I think last time I checked our stats, actually, it was like between the ages of 33 to 45, okay. I want to say. So, mm-hmm. um, and just honestly, any woman who is looking for something a little different, who's looking to learn something new, um, gain fresh perspective. Um, we're just very big on that. Mm-hmm. What are your core content pillars? Like, what do you share about most? Sure. So our core content pillars, um, the first one is sisterhood. And there we talk a lot about female, like woman to woman relationships, um, women working together um, to do something unique or affect change in their communities or industries. We cover, um, you can call it lifestyle, but in that we cover um, like travel, inspiration, um, we talk, we talk a lot about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, we cover, obviously, career and entrepreneurship. And um, there we interview a lot of really great women with different perspectives and um, different backgrounds who have started all sorts of awesome companies. Um, we cover motherhood from um, a little bit of a different angle. I think there's a lot of different ways to be a mother, and I'm cognizant yeah. of making sure that like everyone feels represented. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And in general, like I'm very cognizant about the language and the words that we use on the site, and awesome. just making sure that it's inclusive. Yeah, I love that. That is perfect. Okay, so now going back to kind of maybe your past or just your journey in general, sure. who are some of the women that have really inspired you along the way? 
Well, off the top of my head, two women um, that I thought of right away. The first was my boss and now my my real life friend, um, Laura McMurchy, and I worked with I worked for her at the Scottsdale Tourism Office, and she was one of the first people that I told like. I actually really enjoy writing more than I like PR and I want to do freelance writing and she allowed me to freelance write um, on the side while I worked there and she was totally supportive of that and really great and looking back at that now I, I think that um, I know that if she hadn't supported me in that way I would have never been brave enough to try it yeah so I think about her a lot and owe her a lot of gratitude and the second one was another boss um, and she was the owner of the PR agency that I worked for um, her name is Michelle Olson, and um, she, I, she hired me to work at her agency. I loved her and I loved the staff, but like a month into the job, I was like, "Holy cow! I don't want to work in PR anymore. This is just not where my strengths or my heart lies." Right. And so, at my ninety-day review with her, I was going in and I was like completely nervous, shaking, like wanting to cry, and. Like 10 minutes into it, you know, she asked the inevitable question, so where do you see yourself in three to five years? And I literally, I think I, like, turned completely white and just, like, blurted out, like, Michelle, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I was so distraught. And she just, like, reached across the table and she looked at me. She's like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you don't like this, you know. It's, right. It's all right to be honest about what you're thinking. And I'm sure it was hard for you because you, and I don't know a ton about you, but you seem to be a very type A, driven, yep. people pleaser, get the things yep. done, you're like, there's a lot of us here Yeah, that that. <laughs> There's a lot of us here that do that. So I'm yes. sure it's hard to, I wouldn't say fail is the right word, but it's hard to stop doing, like quit. Right. Quitting's hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it felt, it, quitting's hard because I don't like to quit. I'm not a exactly. person who likes to do that, but it's also it was also hard because I felt like I was letting her down. And that is my biggest fear in life is to let someone down that I love and truly respect like it gives me anxiety every single day mm -hmm. and so for her to just be completely cool and calm and collected was um a pretty life-changing moment for me and in general even just the short amount of time that I worked there um she's a mother she has two boys um twins and to see how she really like integrated life and motherhood and business not just for herself, but for her employees too, and allowed for that space was mm -hmm. something that stuck for, stuck with me too. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Perfect. Well, the only other questions now I have is really about Thrive, our space here. Mm -hmm. So tell me about number one, how you found us, and number two, what your working life has been since you started. Oh man. Well, I found Thrive by I don't remember I think I saw something on social or maybe I saw the sign go up like way before construction started but I saw something and I literally just stalked um Thrive since right. I heard of it and it was just like please open like I don't know what commercial it was back in the 90s where it's like the woman's like standing outside the department store and she's like open 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 she's like That's staring through the window yes. <laughs> yeah that's what I did um until Thrive opened and um, you, they also happened to, to be opening like right after or like in the midst of my life as a new mom and um, mm -hmm. I was so good at working from home before I became a mom and I could really focus and like not pay attention to what else was going on at home right and then when you become a mom as you know like your time becomes extremely limited and so I found myself getting easily distracted by stuff because I was like For oh sure. man I should just do this while she's gone or whatever right 
So what's really changed is that I've just become way more efficient. Um, and also, um, just to be completely honest, like dealing with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, like I was, I was confined to my house for so long and I was really ready to just get out and talk to people and yeah. have community. Yeah. So it honestly, it saved, saved me in many ways. I really think that people underestimate, like they don't get it. Even if you don't have like the clinical postpartum depression, either way, you're trapped in your house. Yeah. Like you are trapped in your house yeah. for at least three months, if not longer. Yeah. And anyone yeah. who has any sort of love of the world, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm an introvert, so I like being home, but even I was like, ah, right. like it just gets to be too much. Yeah. Like you just really need a place to get out and away. Yeah. And I'm definitely an introvert also, but yeah, it just, it was getting the best of me. So I needed to get out of there. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Okay, last, last question is talking to any women, girls that are going to go into the workforce, either whether that is being a remote worker, whether that is being an employee, whether that is being an entrepreneur, freelancer, any of those things, what would be some advice that you would like to give to any young women? This is a tough question because there's so many things I could say, like lessons that I've learned the hard way that I don't want people to have to go through also. But I think ultimately, um, my big thing is like, if there's something in your heart that you really want to follow or something that an idea that keeps popping up in your head that like you can't get rid of, like you owe it to yourself and to that idea to follow that, um, whatever that might look like. And so just allow yourself the time and space to do it and like the grace to do it also like maybe don't put so much pressure on yourself, but just, I don't know, give yourself that opportunity to try what you want to do. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you try. At least you knew. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being here. That's Thank all you. the questions we have and I'll see you day to day here at Thrive. Yes. Thanks. Thanks.